Today's episode is brought to you by BombBomb. If your real estate team could get face-to-face with more people more often, would you create and win more opportunities? Of course you would. But every day you're entrusting some of your most important and valuable messages to faceless digital communication. You can do better. Rehumanize the experience by getting face-to-face through simple, personal videos with BombBomb. From your laptop, your smartphone, even from your CRM. Learn more and get started for free at BombBomb.com. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show, and in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with the number one top producing agent in New York City, Elon Braca. Before we get to Elon, I have a few quick favors to ask of you. Number one, please follow us on Facebook. Find us at facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod. You can watch us record episodes live with video in real time, and also we Post an article that we find that help you grow your business every single day. So, And lastly, thanks for telling a friend. Think of one other agent that could benefit from hearing from top producers and send them over to our website, keepingitrealpod.com, or have them pull up any podcast app and look for Keeping It Real, and they can subscribe there. Thanks for continuing to listen. Thanks for continuing to support our show. And now, on to our interview with Elon Braca. Okay, today on the show, we have Elon Braca from the Braca Group at Keller Williams in New York. Uh, if you're not familiar with Elon, he's an absolute mega superstar in the real estate community nationwide, especially in New York. But let me tell you a little bit about him. Uh, Elon Braca is the founder of Keller Williams NYC and also the founder and CEO of the Braca Group. Considered a mega agent in the Manhattan market, Elon has done over and this is incredible, $3 billion in real estate transactions and has built a network of national and international clientele with investment assets worth over $200 billion. Now, during his time at Douglas Elliman, uh, Elon started the Braca Group, which uh, where his stellar uh, broker performance resulted in him being the youngest person ever to be uh, named a managing director. And he was the recipient of numerous top awards, including number one in sales for five consecutive years, uh, number two in the entire PDE network, a top producing sales group, most sales transactions, most sales exclusives, most projects to close, and a million other awards that he has won over his career. Please visit his group's website, Braca.com. That's B-R-A-C-H-A.com to learn more about Elon and his team. Also, please follow him and his team on Instagram. You can find them at uh, the Braca team and also Elon Braca. We'll be publishing those links. Elon, thank you so much for being on our show. We thank really appreciate you, it. This is, I knew it's going to be weird with the podcast, you know, and, uh, but to hear all this, uh, you know, what you say, thank you so much. I appreciate it, but you shouldn't. <laughs> 
Well, I, I was telling uh, Elon just before we started, I, we have a friend who, who owns one of the large firms in Manhattan called the Oxford Group. And I was, we were telling him, uh, oh, we have Elon Brock. And he's like, oh my gosh, you, you must have a really big podcast. And we said, well, I guess so. But he goes, that guy's a legend. So we're so excited to have you. Um, but I would love uh, for our audience to learn more about you. Um, can you talk about how you got into real estate? I know you came to this country originally from, from uh, Israel. And tell us about, about how you got over here and how you got started. So, it's, it's, yeah, it was about 20, 22 years ago, something like that. Yeah, just about. I finished the army in Israel. I came here to visit and travel and ending up staying, falling in love with the city. You know, New York, it's easy to fall in love. You know, yeah. the early 20s, you're just trying, you know, your life. You know, it's just, uh, it was a good uh, good experience. And um, I ending up, I worked, you know, in a moving company just to get, you know, food, obviously, to, to you know, me and a few friends. And So you were, you were a mover. You were uh, a... I, 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 I still... Me too. <laughs> sorry, you know, this is part of uh, working from home. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, of course. <laughs> So, yeah, I think I still in the moving business. I'm moving people from, you know, one place to another. I'm just uh, charging them more. You know, <laughs> it's the same thing. I ending up, you know, um, one of my previous, my first boss, you know, I was uh, moving his office. He told me you have a great personality. You should do real estate. And that's what, you know, that was my uh, last uh, move. I start with real estate. I start uh, doing rental. I didn't like it. Um, and then for a few months, and then I start uh, doing sales uh, by basically making phone calls. I took the blue book. There was a blue book with all yes. the uh, information and, and they gave it to me, you know, literally like, you know, it's really, it's funny because there is no training today. There is so many training out there. And, and coaching and mentors that's out there that you can really learn. And back then it was like, basically take it, make phone calls, good luck. And, you know, you, you're learning with the, you know, with the, you know, on the way with the transaction, you're learning from, from one phone call to another. And I remember my first listing was in, at the time was at 25 Center Park West. It was the, best condominium on center park west you know by the park and i'm walking in there was an old lady very nice welcoming me she doesn't know what, if i ever experienced or not so just you know easy very lovely lady and and about an hour after i'm getting my uh, listing sign it was like three hundred and thirty thousand, you know and i'm jumping outside in Columbus circle you know like i'm sure. getting my first listing and that's you know that's the moment that you knew that this is for you. That's it. It's for life. And I still enjoying it. I still, I'm telling you, I'm getting every time I'm matching a buyer and seller. That's my passion. It's, it's still there. And, and then, you know, every year, you know, I was focused on listing and getting more inventory. And we, we had a very good run for many, many years. Um, and, and we start to invest. You know, like I think, you know, this is something that I highly recommend to new agents and even any agents that as you as you making it with the business, you know, take some portion of it and invest, you know, for the experience itself. Um, and also obviously to, to get stronger and make money, uh, but the experience itself as thinking as an investor, I think it's one of the biggest things um, that's, you know, I would like to share. Because that's what helping me, you know, growing my business, and and today we, we 
we have investment uh, firm that's investing in properties. We have uh, the brokerage side of it. We're investing in technology a lot, which is another, you know, because you start thinking as investors, the market change and technology was a big part of it. We invest in technology in uh, different uh, companies and, and that, that's really what it is. And that's the story in a way. It's, it's a wonderful story. And I, I'm curious, you know, now, of course, you're in New York City, which, which we're all following how New York is doing, because it, 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 of course, ripples all over the rest of the country. You guys are a bit, a bit ahead of everyone because, of course, of, uh, unfortunately, of, of what's happened. Um, but hopefully, um, you know, the, the, hopefully the hardest part is, is over. We, we certainly hope and I guess we'll find out. But everything for you as far as your ability to be mobile and even just leave the house and, and, and do your business, I'm sure, has, has shifted. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about, you know, what, what you're doing now um, as, as a real state professional how are you staying in touch how are you keeping your business going um, because so many of our our listeners are also at home wondering what should i be doing right now um, so i'm curious to get your thoughts right so so this is obviously it's not it's not in usual time and, and it's tough in different ways you know you take it personal because you know people's what's happening every day to other people's and you have some friends that it's happened and impact them and families um, and, and in one way, you need to shift yourself up and saying, wait a second, you know, I need to have a strong mindset. I need to look, you know, zoom out. And I like to do it many, many times in my business to zoom out and then check, you know, you know, sometimes I zoom out as, a, as three months, six months, a year and say, okay, where are we standing now? Uh, sometimes even much more in order to get the plans uh, together. So I think in those time, what we're doing is obviously in, the communication is extremely important. You mentioned, you know, Governor Como, what wonderful job he did, was doing because of communication. And I really think, you know, very important. So if we want to be the leaders like that and coming in and, uh, and, uh, and we want to be the one that's coming into our database, our friends and families and say, okay, we are there, let's talk, let's, let's communicate. And sometimes it's just the communication itself sure. doing the job. Nothing, you know, that you need to come back with value. Usually you're saying, okay, only, you know, bring value to the conversation. The value today is the communication, the care, the, the, to see if you can help from your side, you know, with no agenda. So I think that's extremely important. And for business in general, uh, you know, before every meeting, you know, I'm sure you're doing it. We're all doing it before the podcast. We, we put some notes. We all, you know, read it. So the preparation side of the business or every meeting that you're doing a day before. Uh, right now, I think you need to look at it and saying, okay, this is my two, three months before I'm starting right. again. So I just think it's a time for us to take two, three months and say, okay, in the next 60 and 90 days, I'm going to do one, two, three, and four things. And and because of that, when I'm starting and when it's open up and everything gonna be bounced back, I'm gonna be stronger, more educated, um, full of confidence, you know, maybe lean. I don't know, but maybe lean, you know, if you, if you because it's opportunity to, to maybe do that. Um, but that's it, that's, that's really what uh, we can take the best out of it, uh, as much as we can, you know, it's not, I'm talking to many funds owners and family offices, investors, um, my clients, they're all coming in and saying, this is, you know, there is nothing to do now. We just need to watch and, and, and wait. 
because and, and the environment is very tough because most of the people that you know lost either lost money or even lost family member so mm -hmm. we are in a very weird situation um, that's it it's uh, you get stronger and, and positive as much as you can and and keep uh, the people around you you know really watch them yeah, you, you said something that is is so powerful. I just want to, to repeat it because I want our listeners to to really take this from one of the top agents in the country who who you just said a very powerful thing, which was communication is the value um, right now. Uh, reaching out, and I've said this on 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 a few other podcasts recently, but uh, and I bet you would you would have an interesting thought about it too. Which I was thinking about all of the professionals I have in my life who I pay service fees to. Uh, financial advisors, um, even a dentist, right? And my accountant and attorneys and, and whoever else is, you know, is in my orbit of people that do services for me that I pay. And I thought, I wouldn't, how many of those uh, service providers have reached out just to communicate, just to say hello? And the answer was the only one. It's the person who cuts my hair. <laughs> she sent me a text, said, I was just want to make sure that you're okay. And, and, I, and, and we're friendly. And I wrote back and I was like, wow, that's really kind of you. Thank you. Uh, and I thought, boy, you know, and I don't expect that anyone else reaches out to me, but wouldn't it be nice to be that one person who reaches out to your sphere of influence, your clients, your prospects, and says, hey, I, I just wanted to check in on you. It's funny. My Ursula guy is a good, good friend of mine. And that's the reason I'm with Hattie because I didn't see him for a long time. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that's, that's uh, yeah, I agree with you on that. Absolutely. I would love to, to get your thoughts because you, you are to some degree a bit of a visionary and, and you have a, a lot of really uh, interesting opinions and, and smart opinions and thoughts about where technology is headed right now everyone's doing virtual meetings. Well, of course that's not going away and it will probably just become part of our regular life even after we go back to normal. Um, we're all getting hooked on, on these kind of uh, meetings. And I know that you started out uh, your career, um, you know, like you said, pounding the phones. Uh, we used to call that being a cold calling cowboy. Uh, and, and you would get listings sight unseen uh, over the phone, which is absolutely an incredible task. That is a tough thing to do. Um, but where do you see technology changing? I know you're investing in technology and where do you think the future is there for real estate agents? I think, I think um, what we see in technology, it's, um, it's the ability first, you know, obviously, like you're saying, virtual, virtual closing, you know, it's a great yeah. step ahead, you know, and then I think with title, there is a lot, a lot of to, to do in titles in, in, in the blockchain, you know, uh, sure. arena. And we can do, I think, the virtual back office. It's a big, it's a huge thing. Uh, also, because right now people working from home and you see that, you know what, it's not so bad. As much as, you know, you can hire part-timers, you can hire people, you know, more than you, expect, you, know, you did before, but not necessarily have it in their office. And you can have a better service because it's all about that in the end of the day. Your back office is the one who's giving the service. And we always think, oh, I can hire another person. But if they're doing it for mom, you can. And if it's virtual, they can. If it's part-timer, they can. And all of a sudden, instead of one person, you're going to have four different people that's at their expertise. It's a one segment in the back office of, of your service. So there is, I think the, the technology will allow to give a lot of um, ability to grow. Uh, also, you can expand it to different uh, places in the country or the world. 
because of technology. I think um, uh, technology, it's basically the main thing that I see is the data. Yeah. You take all the data that's coming in and with AI technology, we allowed us to make, to process it and make a uh, decision faster, easier. So when you think about sellers and buyer and you're saying, if I want to go and bring their service to a next level, I'm basically need to give them better information, right? I need yes. to, um, so, you know, one of the issues that would come up and, and we see it now and we would, you will see it even more, there was tons of information. So I think the right brokers, the top brokers will be able to analyze those information and do the due diligence for the broker, for the buyers and the sellers and bring the results. So I don't think the brokers will go out as technology coming up because I know it's many questions coming in and immediately when you think technology, I think more about the bad brokers will be out or the brokers yes. that want to step up or the brokers that think they're, you know, they're enough, you know, I learn. I'm telling I'm doing it over 20 years and I'm learning every day. I'm, I, I'm studying and trying to, to get better every day. Um, getting, and there's so much to learn. And there is the commercial, the investment, the residential, the hotel business, there is the finance side of it. The, so when you, when you're starting to get, you know, better, you just understand there is so much more to learn and there is so much to get better. So I think um, technology will allow you to, uh, uh, to see it and to ask from yourself and your buyers and sellers will ask from you more. So you, you know, it's happening, I have, you know, I see my kids um, and I'm saying, oh, this generation is something else, but it's not just there's something else, their information, it's in a different, it's more accessible. So because of it, they can process it and come back with better info, you know, results. So that's the next, that's when we say, oh, it's a different generation. It's not a different Technology changed forever. Like if you, for the last 30, 40 years, 100 years, there is always technology. Every 10 years, something happened in technology. We're in a process of a different technology, but we're in the same process, faster process, right? But we're in the same change. Yeah. And we see it with the kids, the kids coming up and, you know, with those. Uh, so I think technology uh, in, in, in the data and AI is huge. AI is a totally different game. It's a game changer. Um, and if we know how to, um, to understand, if we under, will open to understand it and, and, and be able to process it to, to our business fast, uh, you will see, you will take, uh, you will take uh, uh, market shares for, 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 in any industry, you will take market shares. I agree. I wanted to, to relay a funny, a fun story, a New York story. I was in, um, got to visit the Zillow um, headquarters there in New York uh, a couple years ago. And we, I was joking around with one of their top management people saying, boy, I bet you, I bet a lot of real estate agents, you get a lot of angry uh, emails and calls uh, because some, some agents like Zillow and, and a lot don't. And he was laughing. He goes, yeah, there's some agents who, who don't always appreciate what we do, uh, what we've done with technology, um, providing, you know, listings online and the MLS now is available to everyone in New York. I know there isn't one, but uh, most of the rest of the country has MLS, but Zillow just provides it for free. Anyway, I was saying, how, how often do you guys get complaints about your Zestimate being wrong? And he goes, 
and he he laughed and I, I think you'll appreciate this he says you know yeah our, our estimate isn't perfect right like people see everyone looks up to see what the number is but most of the time maybe we're not that accurate and he says Realtors should be thrilled that we're not that accurate because they're still important. They're still the ones that can come to the client and say, hey, Zillow's wrong about this. Here's, I've crunched the numbers, I've taken the data, and here's where I think you really are at. So you've now demonstrated your value, um, even though you have these disruptors coming in, um, trying to, to you know maybe do some of the work for you. You get to still be the broker and say, no, this is wrong. Here are the right numbers. And, and he was laughing. He says, brokers should love us because we're not that accurate you know right yeah there's so many uh, disrupting uh, technology that's that's coming in in real estate but it, yeah. in a way they're disrupting the the old process yes they're not then they're, they're coming up with it's a new way of doing business anyway and yeah. you need those services you need a zillow of the world you need you know we we're working on something right now that's matching buyers and sellers with algorithm that's, it's, it's scary. You know, when you coming in and you say, well, Google knew that I'm here, or they knew that I'm looking for uh, to eat something and they send me, that's the, that's the power of the AI. They, you know, you take this information, they're processing it and they bring it back to you. Now, is it the end of the process of real estate? In the real estate uh, transaction, there's so many things to change and do better. So I think for the next 10, 20 years, we will, you know, we constantly will see changes. So there's nothing, you know, uh, uh, to worry or afraid of technology. I think we need to appraise it and, and, and try to learn as much as we can to become better uh, uh, brokers and, and a better matchmakers. And also, you know, one thing that, that the technology hasn't yet solved and maybe will never solve, uh, which is a good thing, is the emotional side of buying or selling a property or renting a property, right? The emotional, um, uh, all of the ups and downs and the different emotional uh, emotion spectrum uh, to be able to help somebody navigate through how stressful or how, 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 how much fear there might be. And that's where a broker's value can. And it's nice that a lot of the technology has made it easier for brokers now to then be able to focus on the more human side of the transaction to be able to really guide that agent through, or sorry, guide the client through that process to where um, you, you now don't have to, uh, you know, do as much, um, you know, finding of properties because um, your clients are looking online anyway, you still should be doing that, but you now get to focus more of your effort on, on the human side, which I think is, is very difficult to, to fix uh, using technology. Right. Another, there was a, the, like you said, you know, the fear will be a big play right now in, in yeah. today's when people's coming back to the market. So I think uh, our job is really to um, handle, you know, uh, older hands basically and, and take them to the process and they need someone like that. When you're coming in from a situation like that, I remember it in 2008, I yeah. was, uh, you know, uh, I came to my partner in 2008, September 08 to March 09. Right. We used to sell about one, one, one apartment a day, about 300 transactions a year. About. Yeah, I want to pause that for a second. I want to repeat that. You were, you were closing one transaction almost per day up until uh, to, till the end of, or towards the end of 2008. That is an incredible statistic. And then, and then what happened? Right. So, so into September 08, you know, Lehman Brothers markets coming down. Sure. There is from 08 to March 09, we didn't sell one unit. Oh. 
So the fear and, the, and, and I tried, I can't tell you I was sitting down for six months. I did my whatever I can and, and yeah. in order to sell and move and, and reduce and price reduction, whatever I, I we couldn't move one unit. Um, and I came to my partner, Chaim, and I told him, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think uh, America's going down. And, you know, and he started laughing. I said, well, why are you laughing? It's like, really, I was very, you know, and I was serious. And he told me, if America's going down, the whole world needs to go down before America's going down. I said, okay. So I didn't get it at the moment that he's saying, and as it started to open up in around like August, September 09, it's really started to bounce back heavily, like even more than what, you know, used before in 08. Um, we sold more in the last quarter of 09 for the whole year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so I remember, and I said, okay, you know what? It's you right now. We sometimes the fear put you in a very dark place and saying, okay, no, that's it. It's not going to change. And it doesn't matter what positive uh, personality you have. It doesn't sure. matter if it makes sense or not. We just, you know, the fear immediately can take you to those places. And and I think it's very related to what we're having now. Um, people afraid of what's going to happen more than the actual, you know, result. It's, you know, because, you know, about 60 days ago, we still nothing, you know, uh, the market was very good. Everybody was making money. Rates are low. Everything's good. Yeah. Yes. Now I can't, I can't compare because there is nothing like it before. So I can't compare it. But what I remind me, the fear and the anxiety of uh, 9-11 for three months, there was no movement. Sure. Couldn't sell anything, but there is other people that's really act in those times. And you see it more in the investor side because the investor take the emotion out. So I have a friend that's bought in, uh, in uh, after September 11, the first few months, few buildings in downtown, just about in, in Wall Street area. And I'm talking about like they did 10 times or 20 times more than what uh, uh, they spent after wow. when it bounced back. Um, and uh, same things in 08 and 09, when you bought buildings and notes and things like that, that was the, the ability for investors to put their motion out to, uh, to take advantage of it. And today, I think because of technology and because of the data that's out there, you shouldn't feel, you know, the emotion is there, but you have enough data that's allowed you to think like investor and act like investor. So this is our job as a brokers, you know, not just to come in and say, okay, I'm positive. I'm going to make phone calls. I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to bounce back. I'm going to get there. It's really to educate yourself so you can give the information in a level that people will make decision faster, easier. And, and those brokers, those people, those investors, those are the ones that's really, um, uh, we remember this time as, as, as a good time for, for the business in a way. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I know that you are a big believer in, in fundamentals, basics, uh, you know, doing, doing the work. There's that old, uh, old Zen saying that says, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. So uh, you're a big fan of, of discipline and, and, uh, and fundamentals. Can you talk about how that has uh, really guided you through your entire process. Uh, I, a lot of the people we've, a lot of the top agents we've interviewed on our show say, you know, I, I might have started 15, 20 years ago. I'm really doing the same 
the same activities today as when I first started. They might look a little different, but I'm still doing a lot of the same same habits. Um, how how has that been uh, for for your business over the years? I think the, yeah, the, the number the one the number one tools that I have in my toolbox, I will say discipline. You know, I can I can say I can say mindset. I can say you know what, and me me and many many top producers, investors, um, uh, family offices managers that say no good friends and and funds owners. I am telling you more. If all of us have a toolbox and you're gonna pull few of the mindset, uh, network, education, things, uh, so many things that you're saying why they got there and not why, why they're doing well. I think the number one for me and many others will be a discipline. I think doing the same things over and over and over and over and without no thinking, you know, just like it doesn't matter what's, it's, what's the day is, it doesn't matter if it's uh, rain or shine, you're just doing it and you don't think. Yeah. And this is a power, you know, uh, a tool that uh, I, I can rely on. I, by now, like after so many years doing it and understand that that's what makes people, the difference between people that's doing okay to doing great to doing wonderful. And it's just the amount of time they're putting it in and the amount of discipline of doing the same things is, and they become an expert in, in what they're doing. You know, the hours you're putting in, the time and the, you know, the engagement to the process of doing it. I think this is what um, make the difference uh, for me, at least. I think this is like, I, I feel like I can win, you know, okay, doesn't matter. You know, okay, we will do it. We will make it happen. Yeah. Because you know, you have it and you see it in the, in the army also. You know, that's what they're teaching you. You know, like you're doing the DC2, they start training you to get to this place. That's the place they want to get uh, to achieve the discipline in you. Invention. Yeah, so they, and even in, you know, yeah. yeah, even in really stressful environments, part of the discipline that they teach in, in the military is so that when it's really stressful, you can still follow protocol. You can still do your, your activities, even in despite of massive fear or just, uh, you know, chaos is that you can still perform your task, uh, which, which we know those tasks lead to success. Yeah. And, and, and now it's really weird because you're waking up 5.30 in the morning because you know you're waking up 5.30 in the morning every day and you're doing the morning routine. But it's really different because you're going in from the living room to, you, to the dining room, to the, you know, to the kitchen. And it's a different, you know, maybe different view, but the process, you're going to do the same things. So maybe in, the, in those times you do different uh, activity. But the main process of pushing forward and doing, you know, and, and get better, it's, it's this discipline in you. Um, the driving, uh, I think this is uh, very important. Someone My, did something for me. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, when a few days into our stay-at-home order here in Illinois, uh, our, my boss came in, he's the owner of our company, and he said, well... Uh, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is we might go to the next level uh, by, you know, when this is all over. The bad news is we might go out of business. We don't know what's going to happen. And some of it is maybe up to, uh, up to the gods. But what we can do is we can keep doing everything we're supposed to every single day and do our very best. And, and you know, he was sort of joking with it going out of business. But the reality of it is none of us can control some of those external events, but we can control that discipline and, and those fundamentals. And we've just been 
proceeding as as we always have and and just you know hoping for the best for sure but just keeping our head down doing our work i'm sure i'm sure you're doing the same right absolutely yes um i would also um love to talk to you about tips so you have seen oh gosh uh countless agents uh, get into the industry. You've seen some succeed at the highest level. You've also seen people struggle and maybe leave the industry. Um, you know, discipline, of course, is, is key. But do you have tips or, you know, a tip or, or some advice for our listeners who may be, you know, wondering like, gosh, what, is it, what does it take to get to the very top? Or, or I just want to get to that next level. I want to double the amount of production I did from last year. Um, you know, what should I really be doing right now? So you know, there's, there's so many, uh, there's so many things, yeah. you know, like, you know, if you take so, so many tips out there, just like, if you want to choose, you know, one, I would, uh, I would probably, you know, like, um, uh, I think education, you know, like to get, you know, better in what yeah. you're doing, ask questions, you know, start to, you know, like meeting people and ask questions. I think it's one of the biggest uh, thing that they can do in this, you know, uh, for an agent, a new one, you know, because they need to observe as much as they can to be open up to, you know, to, to learn and, and to do it, you know. So, um, you know what, the best thing uh, will, because we obviously in our, in our business, we are so many agents and I like to see them as they knew in, in few seconds after talking to them, I can feel like this guy got it or don't. And it's really instinct. It's good. You know, I've been wrong many times, but most of the cases that it was good and, and it's because, you know, they, they were, you know, um, a coachable. And I know a guy who's a coachable and have a blind faith, like you're telling him, okay, that's what you need to do. And, and you see that in, he got this blind faith and coachable uh, 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 personality. I know this guy will do great. It doesn't, maybe it doesn't, you know, it's not the best communicator. Maybe it doesn't have this sales in him, but this guy wants to learn. He's coachable. He's, he's, he's going to do exactly what you're telling him with, with a blind faith. And those guys will make it, you know, because it's not, it's, it's, it's a marathon. It's, it's a long-term career. It's not like a one shot. Okay. If I did it a good year, it means I'm going to do wonderful for the rest of my life. It means if I'm going to have this attitude with me in my personality, then I'm going to be successful because that's, that's why I see it for many, for my experience at least. Yeah. My, my girlfriend is thinking about going into production herself. She is a, uh, she works uh, internally at a high-end uh, luxury uh, apartment building. She's in-house leasing for this management company at this nice building, but she's never been on her own. And she was saying, well, I'm thinking about it and I'm not sure if I want to do that. And I said, well, here's the best way to find out if it's for you. I said, I can connect you with an infinite number of top producers who will spend, who will be happy to talk to you and you can ask them, what does it take to be successful? And you'll know within talking to a few of them, if, if, if it's the right fit for what you want to do, because they'll tell you exactly what it takes. And so this idea of being coachable, so she's now going to do that and start to talk to these top producers. And so I think you're right. This education piece of it is we're so lucky that, that real estate agents, you know, obviously are the successful agents are very busy, but I found that, 
that they tend to be very generous as well um, and, and are usually willing to help other agents, at least give them advice and, and ideas. And a lot of times if agents just sort of new agents or, or people that want to learn, if they just sort of you know, like you said, with blind faith to go, okay, I, I'll do that. Um, they'll probably have success because they don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's lots of successful people that'll say, oh, just go do this, this, and this. And, or, you know, within a few years, you'll, you'll probably be at this level. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I wanted to ask you uh, more about uh, what agents can can do, you know, to, to prepare uh, right now. You, you talked about education and, and I think um, I, I'm sure, you know, it right now is a great opportunity to learn your market, right? And also know, you know, whatever, wherever you specialize for, I'm talking to our listeners, um, geographically, you probably have a hyper local area that you really want to specialize in. And now is the time that we all have a little bit more time uh, to, to educate ourselves. Now's the time to really get those skills uh, up. Uh, like Elon was saying, you know, now is the time to educate yourself and, and know more than other realtors in your area about your specific, you know, location that you want to specialize in. And, and you can de and devote the next 30, 60, 90 days to doing that. And you'll emerge a stronger broker or a stronger realtor. Um, so I, uh, I wanted to, to also ask you, um, I want to switch gears just real quickly and talk about working with investors, developers uh, as well. Um, this has been a, a huge focus of your, you and your team. Um, how did you start doing that? And, and what advice do you have for agents that are looking to break into the investment world? So, so working with investors, um, when you start to uh, educate yourself, to learn the numbers, the performers, you know, how they think, how they, you know, uh, the return on investment, uh, the finance side of it, how to get it, what kind of return. Um, and when you start to put these things together and you, you know, there's so much uh, things in the investment because you have the commercial and you have the residential. The residential part, we're buying a lot in, uh, we're buying foam uh, developers, uh, we're buying condominium, uh, bulk of condos, uh, or the whole building, you know, if it's a small building, enough to, to buy the whole building, we will buy it and then we will uh, market it ourselves and sell it. And some developers, they have few projects. So we take some units from them in each one. So it's work, it's a win-win because we're taking some uh, inventory from them in, uh, in a fair price. And it's allowed them to, um, to, to get some kind of a return back and also focus on less inventory or few projects that they have. Um, because the investor intend, you know, when they have a good run, you buy another one and you, sometimes you get to a point that you have a few projects and you say, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm, I have more inventory that I can uh, uh, sell it, you know, uh, on a timely, uh, uh, on the time frame that they promised. So that's where we're coming in and we're helping. And I think it's working for many years. It's working great because we're working respectfully with the developers. Some, we represent them on few projects and some of them we're getting it from them. On the commercial side of it, we did many uh, assembling. We bought land, we designed it. Uh, we brought value by buying the peoples out or we brought value by combining few lands and make it as a one land and, and assembling those and sold it as a design finished product to developers. So we are like doing the same thing that we know because, because we're on the street and we know what's the needs of the market. 
So we're helping by taking the land, put the right unit mix, the design, and then give it to the developers or come to developers in the finished product when you finish it. And then the product, we're not doing the, the one in between. The, the actual development, we are not, this is not our expertise. Uh, we did it, but it's not our expertise. Uh, uh, you, sometimes you're doing stuff to, to learn and, uh, and you go back to what you, the best way at. You know? So those are the things that we're very proud that we're good at. And we use many, um, we use technology right now to, to finalize, you know, to analyze the deals better, to, uh, to find deals, uh, to process it. So that's what we're doing. Um, if people wants to come in to this world, they need to start with one unit. So buy one unit for yourself, see what you get, you know, the return, then sell it and then commit for another two and then sell those two. So I think if you're coming into the condo world, that's what you need to do. Um, work with developers, create relationship and when, and with other brokers, so they know when there is a good buy, they can call you and you can act immediately. So, so this is the direction um, for if they want to come to the investor investment side for commercial i would say it's also you may be the beginning you team up with someone and you learn the process and let them you know so you're the one bringing the money or you're the one who's helping with the unit mix so you're the one that's helping with the sales but you coming up with a team until you build your own team um so that's that's i think the best way to start and, uh, and get there do you think right now, especially in New York, New York City and specifically, is now a good time to, to invest? Are you guys looking to continue those investment efforts? Have you paused those? Um, obviously, right now, you know, money is so cheap. Um, it, it's a very um, attractive time, you know, through, from a lending perspective to look at investments. Um, are, have you put that on hold right now? Are you guys still looking? You know, what, what are you guys doing? We, we're definitely looking if we can jump now and do, you know, uh, make uh, deals now today. I, I think we, we want to learn more about the data. We want to learn and analyze it more. Uh, there is nothing, there is no reason to rush or to jump on a uh, situation. But yes, if there is an opportunity, we're we, we very uh, capable of acting. And, you know, we just want to make sure that we know, you know, don't want to do a, uh, I think I think um, it's too early to analyze it, and I like sure. to take data and, and really find you know what I can find from it, and then act from that. I don't want to, I want to do educated decision rather than just acting as yeah. You want to make deals? I want to make deals every day. Sure. Uh, you know, basically, it's a, the time doesn't allow you to do educating decision right now. You need if you if you want to do something like that. You want to do it with a due diligence time. So I won't yeah. go hard on something. I won't go and put down payment today. Now for the buyers of buying for themselves as a consumer and wants to buy the property that's already looking for six months, three months, knows exactly what they're looking for. And now they see it in a cheaper price. Absolutely they should act because it's, this is the time that uh, people are nervous and you, you already did the due diligence before. So there is, is it, that's uh, the way I will... Uh, I will split the decisions. Yeah, that 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 absolutely makes uh, sense. And I, I I wanted to switch gears uh, real quickly because I love this story. You just recently uh, sold a massive apartment in New York that was over five million dollars, and it's a really interesting story. Do you mind sharing that with our listeners? Oh yeah, it's a, this is a funny it's a funny story because 
it's it's about the um, you know you ask for something weird and fake i said listen i don't know every day there is something weird and funny <laughs> and 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 i think uh, one of the things that's happened just recently a few months ago um we a buyer came in with an excellent broker and that helps a lot when you're dealing with a good you know broker yeah. on the other side it's extremely important um and they put an offer with a closing of three weeks and you know in in the city in the condo building it's taking yeah. three weeks just to get the board approved yeah that's fast wow to get <laughs> you're lucky you know sometimes it's you know more and and they're asking for um closing in in three weeks Wow. Um, finance, not cash. Finance. Wow. wow. So okay, finance in three weeks. And they can, they sign the contract today and they want to get out of the, they have ability to get out of the contract, meaning soft contract. It's called contract soft in the, sure. in the terms that we know. It's basically they can get out of the deal anytime. <laughs> and meaning now the owners lived there for over 10 years and he needs to be out in three weeks. Wow. And the the buyer can make you know change his mind every day. So he's he's you know he's asking me what we should do, and I said you know I don't know. It's just like listen, it's uh, um, based on the broker that I know that I'm dealing with. And I did some homework on the buyers. I feel comfortable they can deliver, but I never saw terms like that. That's just like this is new. Now it's a long shot to get the terms in three weeks. I don't know. I know it's very tough. I, I saw it in the past, but it's very, very tough. Get the building. Maybe I know some people in the management. I can get it done. Um, but now for you to move all your stuff, get out oh. in three weeks. And this is, you know, if it's up to you. And you know what? The ending up renting an apartment, you put, you know, a, a deposit on a rental. That's good. Lose the deposit. And that's a shot. But he's a he's a very he's a very he's a, he's a smart uh, seller, and he took the shot. He knew what he's getting into, and um, ending up closing on it on time. Wow. And I, I'm telling you, that, so sometimes you take shots in faith, and and it happens. I can't tell you that you should do. I don't like soft closing. I like when they close. You know, when they sign, they sign. We know we're closing. Um, I don't like that. It's a weird. Uh, uh, terms, but you, we did it, and now look at the, the you know the market today. So if it wasn't doing it, you know, it won't get uh, the buyers out for sure. And, and I'm happy that he made this decision. And uh, it's a weird, but again, it's it's in our industry. Every time you see, I see everything. You say, I see everything, yeah. and so there's always something new, and, and that's probably the fun part of it. Well, even just getting the condo board to, or the co-op board together to be able to, uh, you know, interview and review the the deal in three weeks is is got to be difficult. Um, and then on top of that, finding an apartment for for the seller to move into and put a deposit down, and then of course just moving of yeah. with all of that is is an incredible thing to have accomplished in three weeks. And that just happened what in December of this last it's year? A, yeah, it's a, it's a, you build with the years, you build a team. Of people that you feel comfortable with, so you got the best lawyers, you got the best, you know, uh, uh, back office, uh, the team. So when you have a good team players with you, um, it's easier to make a decision and run pro and process it uh, better. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it was a weird one. This was a weird one. 
But I bet you look like a hero to both the seller and the buyer, right? So you, this is what a wonderful thing that got done. And I'm sure there would have, you know, a lot of, uh, in that situation or a different situation, maybe it wouldn't have gotten done. And not that you, you wouldn't have done anything incorrectly. It just, the buyer can walk at any moment. And, um, sure. but I'm sure you, you are a hero to that seller uh, to get that property uh, uh, squared away and especially good timing, of course, uh, with, with obviously everything that's happening now. Um, and I just have one final question for you, um, just because you're the first person we've had on from New York since uh, the pandemic, of course, has started, is how long has it been since you've left the house? Are, are you able to get out at all, or are you absolutely stuck inside all day? So the first uh, 40 days, we didn't leave the house for maybe twice. Me and my kids, the, my wife, you know, we all stay there. We, we basically... Uh, self-quarantine, you know, we made a decision to do it. We were thinking this is the right move. Um, and then some, you know, now about, you know, maybe a day, you know, half an hour here, half an hour there, we're going out. We're trying to, uh, for the kids, it's important to get them out a little bit. It's very tough. We have four kids, uh, thanks God. And, and it's it's a little challenge when you keep them, you know, in, in, in place without uh, getting out. So I, I think it's, uh, it's not an easy one, but it's important. It's not just important for your family and for yourself. It's just important for others. There's so many people that's uh, um, in the age of a risk and, and we don't want to take, you know, it's important for people to stay home and stay, stay safe for themselves. But for many others that really can, you know, get it and there is no way back from it. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, lost the, I lost the client, I lost friends. Oh. You know, and it's, a, it's, a, it's tough. It's really, you know, and, you know, they're in an age that's saying there's so many years for them to keep, you know, and, and there is no, I think it's very important for us to remember, you know, that there is people out there and we have to, um, to help as much as I can and helping right now with staying home. And also we need to support the help that's, you know, the public, uh, you know, all the doctors and nurses and even the people in the grocery store. Yeah. But, uh, in a way, they're putting their life. We don't, we don't think about it now, but uh, think how risky is it to sit down and, and uh, service someone uh, in a grocery store when you know there is a huge chance, you know, you can uh, uh, get affected, you know, so that's... Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a, in one way we need to appreciate and, and, and the only thing that we can help beside, you know, extra tip to the service people, you know, that's coming in because it's important. I think it's also important to acknowledge them. Um, it's the one that's, you know, stay home and, and, and give the awareness out there with social media if you can. Um, so people will remember. It's not, it's, yeah. it didn't end yet. You know, we still, we're in a good position now. We, I think uh, we're heading to the right, uh, to, to a good places, you know, because we uh, right now in a decline, uh, the graph is in the decline uh, path. So let's see, but uh, we need to be, we need, to, we still need to push forward and stay home and stay safe. Yeah, I was at the grocery store uh, the other day with my girlfriend. I think it was on Sunday, and I was uh, we were in line, and they have the 
six feet separation um, on the floor so you know where to stand. But when you get up to the actual cashier, um, they had a, they did have a plexiglass thing between us. We're only two feet apart maybe uh, from her, but there is a plexiglass. But, you know, um, I, I still touched everything, uh, every piece of food I was buying. I put it on the conveyor. She had to touch everything I touched. Now she's wearing gloves, but if she accidentally touches her face, you know, she could be infected. Um, and I, and I thought about it afterwards and, and probably, you know, probably earning a, a modest wage to, to be in that, uh, have that job. And I thought she is really putting her life at risk so that I can get groceries and she's probably not that well compensated. And I thought we really owe, owe some of these people a huge debt of thanks. Uh, you know, for, we all know of course about the people in the medical profession who are putting their lives at risk, you know, all day, every day, all year round, even when there's not a pandemic, but especially now, but I thought, yeah, they're also, what about the people, you know, at the checkout lines at the groceries who are, maybe they're only earning minimum wage and they're still doing it. They're still showing up. And I, I thought, boy, I wish there was a little tip jar. I could just put, you know, put a few dollars in. So um, in New York, we're doing it and we're doing it. We just, you know, when you're calling uh, and you order right now, I, and we didn't do it in the past, but now we're doing it. And I think it's should do it maybe in the, you know in the future also uh we're calling so we tip the lady that took the call and we tip the the, the guy that's uh, delivering so and we're saying okay so i want to put a tip on the on the bill and i want to split it in a way that you're getting some because oh, they wow. all, uh, on the way we're doing with the dormants they're all building every day uh, some different neighbor buying uh, dinner for the for the dormants so you know i I am embarrassed to say I live in a, a high rise with a door with with a door you know door staff who who rotate yeah. every eight hours and I am embarrassed to say I, at at the around the holidays I give them all a tip but ha I haven't given them specifically a tip since this has happened and you just reminded me or just gave me that idea so thank you we should be uh, being extra generous to the people that are putting themselves in harm's way uh, to to allow us to to be giving and it's okay need to be much you just need to be something that's you say someone you know i know you here i know you you know you don't have to and you're taking risk and thank you for that and it's just the amount of just the process of giving i think it's a it's a blessing for the ones give also it's not there so it's worked both way well, what a wonderful place to, to wrap up. Um, now, I, for everyone who's listening, Elon, whether they're, um, you, you know, an investor or, or a buyer or a seller or renter, uh, anyone who's listening who might be wanting to work with one of the top agents of all time in New York City or somebody on your team uh, from the Brocket Group, what is the best way one of our listeners who says, I need this kind of agent to represent me, um, what uh, what would be the best way they should reach out to you? So I think the best way is uh, to go to uh, bracha.com, B-R-A-C-H-A.com. And you can get our information there. Send us an email, you you know, uh, call us. Uh, uh, B-N-Y-C at bracha.com. It's our emails for the all the lead that's coming in and processing them. Um you know, and, and just, uh, that's it. Any advice, anything they need, we really, we we very happy that uh, uh, you have us today. And it's a great, uh, great experience. Thank you for that. And uh, Well, thank you. We, 
we really appreciate your time. We know just how busy you are even today uh, at home with your, with your family and, and your children. Um, and and we, we know just, just how difficult it is to find time to, to be on our show. So we couldn't be more, more grateful. But again, everybody who is listening should go visit braca.com, B-R-A-C-H-A.com. If nothing else, to see what a really good website for a real estate team looks like. I just love, 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 love your website. Um, but everyone should should go and, and see uh, what they offer. If you're in the New York area, uh, really even outside the New York area and are looking for a team to help uh, to help with your real estate transactions, they're, they're the team to go to. Um, also, please follow uh, Elon and his, and his team on Instagram. There's two places. One is the Braca team and also Elon Braca. We'll be publishing those links as well. But on uh, Elon, on behalf of our listeners, we want to say thank you for, for your time. Uh, really appreciate it. And also on behalf of Elon and myself to the listeners, we say thank you for continuing to listen and support our show. We started this about four years ago ago. I didn't know if anyone would care. I didn't know if anyone would be interested. And now we, we've grown to, we think we, we might be the largest uh, podcast now in the country. And it's not because I'm so great. It's because people like Elon come on our show and, and share, uh, share their, their, their strategies, their success. They share, um, you know, what they think works. And um, that's the reason why we, we've continued to expand our audience. So we ask our, our listeners just to do two quick things. One is to think of another real estate professional that could really benefit from having heard this interview, but hasn't heard it yet and send them a link. Um, you can visit our podcast website at keepingitrealpod.com or just pull up any podcast app, search for Keeping It Real. We'll, we'll pop right up and, and tell them about it. And the second thing is to please follow us on Facebook. Every single day we post a link. We find an article online written by someone in the real estate profession that that is written an article to help agents grow their business. So we post that. And we also post, of course, links to all of our episodes and video as well. So uh, Elon, thank you once again. Thank we you. wish you, thank uh, you so much, yeah, and your team the, the best of success. Of course, please stay safe and healthy. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully all get through this uh, sooner rather than later. But um, we wish uh, you and, and your team continued health and, and success. And thanks again. Thank you, my friend. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.